This is Unbounding Elul, week one. Why is this month different from all other months? Welcome back, everyone. I'm Dan Liebenson. And I'm Lex Rofberg. And we're back with our special guest, Wendy Lash, to talk about the month of Elul, or what we've called the Hala month of Elul. To remind our listeners, this is the month that leads up to the high holidays of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And over the course of this month, each week for four weeks, we are going to be framing a week of activities and resources that are going to be shared with you over the course of this week through email if you've signed up. And if you haven't signed up, please go and sign up at www.judaismunbound.com. This week, our question is, why is this month different from all other months? And so, Wendy, I'm going to turn that question over to you. Thanks. So the month of Elul is a piece of Judaism. Uh, It elevates a piece of Judaism, which is about behavior change and about repairing ourselves and looking at ourselves. I think most Jews know about the concept of tikkun olam, social justice, social action, and repairing the world. And Judaism has the other side, which is about looking inward and repairing ourselves. And so Elul is a month to look at that and uh, gives us a whole month to be reflective leading up to the High Holy Days. And so it's really about Judaism as behavior change technology. How do we want to change our behavior and what are the tools and technologies that we as Jews can use to do that? Yeah, I really I really think that's a good point to make this duality of Judaism as connection to the greater world and of social justice and on really thinking big picture about doing our part to better this entire human community of ours, um, and also to look inward at ourselves. I think that both of those pieces are really important. And sometimes, you know, there's worries that there'll be intention, but I think what Judaism cries out is that no, 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 we can and absolutely should and absolutely do have moments of our year that that center us in doing both projects of bettering the world and bettering ourselves. And that really links to this idea that I want to hone in on for this episode of Judaism as as a technology that we utilize in both of those projects. I'm thinking almost of like an artist using a paintbrush or a, like, or even our sculptors using hands. Like Judaism is a part of us. Uh, maybe the hand is a better ana- analogy actually because it's a part of us that we channel as, as a tool to make our lives better and to make the world better. So Elul is this incredible moment where we can do that. And really it's part of what I think the most fascinating Jewish technology is the Jewish calendar, the entire year, the entire daily experience of Judaism. Um, And it's a moment to mobilize the technology of Judaism towards introspection. I agree with you. And I really appreciate that you elevated the sense of the Jewish calendar, which we're going to talk about more next week, but just the specialness of it and how it, it gives us places for both that introspection and that that looking in and that looking out. And in fact, Elul holds that paradox of both looking back, looking forward, looking in, looking out. And Judaism holds that really well. Um, I think of Judaism, a lot of the spiritual practices, the traditional practices, and some of the new ones that we've created as applied mindfulness. So when people think of mindfulness now, they're thinking of, you know, just meditation. But Shabbat is applied mindfulness, taking time 
away from the stuff that you do during the week. When we're mindful and we're becoming aware of what we're thinking and how we're acting and how our behavior is affecting other people, Judaism also has a model or a technology about human change, which is very positive. You know, we don't have original sin. We have that we're partners in creation with God, that we have both shadow and light, that God, uh, you know, is in creation of both darkness and light, and that we're, it's very realistic. It's like, okay, you aren't going to just forgive people on one day and you're done, that you need to take some time. You need to take this whole month to be reflective, and it's really difficult. And so we have this great hala month of Elul to do that looking in, looking out, and it's just a life journey. And so that kind of applied mindfulness technology to me is what Judaism is all about. Applied mindfulness technology. I like, that's a new, that's a new phrase for me and it's a cool phrase. Um, so what, what does it, I mean, I think I have a sense of what it means, but in our particular context of L, of this month of applied mindfulness technology, what does it look like? What, what are we putting out there as some spiritual practices for inward looking for behavioral change of one sort or another? What, what does that mean? So Alul's the biggie of, of this. So I guess it's the big bang of applied mindfulness technology. We get a whole month to be mindful and to try out some practices and to do some things to help us to wake up and to focus and to be prepared. And the Hebrew term hate, which is used a lot um, around this time, is, has been translated as sin, but it really is um, about missing the mark. Um, it's the same terminology as shooting an arrow and missing the mark. And so when we're doing our tshuva, which has also been translated as repentance, but really is about turning and returning, we're saying, oh, miss the mark. I want to come back in. Here's some practices that can help me. Here's some time that can help me. I can talk to people about it and I can actually course correct. You know, it's interesting as I listen to some of this stuff, you know, just kind of being a fly on the wall, I'm kind of thinking about how a lot of us experience the high holidays as this kind of, it's almost like a crescendo or an allegro, and there, we haven't had the, the symphony. And somehow it's it's strange to feel the sense that we should have this sense of release, but we didn't have the whole thing that sort of built up to it. And actually, I think it's kind of the reverse of the Passover Seder, where I think a lot of people actually leave uh, at the end of the, you know, towards the end of the Passover Seder. And I've always thought it's kind of like, you know, having Beethoven's Ninth without the choral piece at the end, you know, it's like you didn't actually hear the piece of music. And, but on this one, it's, it's the reverse. It's that we're only hearing the end of the piece and, and not the beginning. So I think it's really cool to think about how it's not only that we should think of Elul as this kind of lead up, this time of reflection leading up to the high holidays, but maybe even almost think of the high holidays as a capstone to Elul, and that really the the centerpiece of Jewish practice could become Elul with the high holidays taking kind of a, a bit of a backseat, which would definitely be a very Judaism unbound kind of way of uh, reimagining this time of the year. I really like what you're saying, um, that we're going to flip this. And Elul is actually the point of the high holidays and everything else is the 
frosting on the cake. Mm -hmm. And here we are taking a month to get the recipe right and bake it. As I think about it, maybe what we're saying is that like somehow we've thought that because dessert is the final part of the meal, that dessert is the point. But actually, the main course is the point. Uh, what I'm saying here is that like the dessert is Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, because it comes after, and Elul is the main course. I don't know how you could say Yom Kippur is the dessert, you know, since we're fasting. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm getting a little confused, but I get your point. A little tiny mint. <laughs> okay, so let's get to the practical. What's coming up? This is our launch of our Elul activities, and I'd love to understand how we're turning these ideas of applied mindfulness and flipping the script and behavioral technology. What's the plan? So the plan is to give an opportunity for a little daily reminder that you're in Elul. Traditionally, that was done with listening to the shofar, reading a psalm, and doing some reflective work um, called Heshbon HaNefesh, either journaling or just being reflective. And we're doing the Judaism unbound response to that is a little wake up every day if you get the daily email or you can pick them up on the website and uh, something to think about, something to listen to, something to watch, something to read and a time to share. And, uh, and then we have a wild card, which will introduce a few things that are not in one of our categories. And then we, and we have the podcast to listen to and give people an opportunity to do their own a little reflection. Um, if you miss a day, fine. If you want to look at it, the weekly themes, fine. If you want to start a book group or you want to talk about something, there's a lot of ways for people to plug in. I want to, I mean, we're, we're highlighting different, different components in each of these mini episodes. And just for me, one of the categories that has been speaking to me lately is the LOL, the E-L-O-L, which, you know, it's a play on Elul and it's a play on LOL. It's our humor section. And I, and I mention it because, um, because Elul is this grand moment of inward looking and it's a serious set of, of things to be looking inward about. I mean, we've got an entire year's worth of life to look back on and an entire year's worth of the future to look forward to that is all happening in this one month. It's overwhelming and it can be serious. But I also really want to call out to the LOL section because I think that that when we when we get bogged down only in the most serious parts of Elul, it can feel almost like self-flagellation, like just this woe is me kind of place. And I don't think that's the purpose. I think that as much as we are looking inward and thinking about our flaws and trying to do better, it's not about being overtaken with all of our problematic elements. There's a sense of, you know what, we're all kind of imperfect. It's it's built into the calendar for a reason. It's not like some Jews have to do this and others don't. Like everybody is supposed to do Elul and look at how we can do better. And so these jokes for me, they're not actually a distraction from the real work. It's not like, oh, we've got the real stuff, which is the serious readings and the, the videos about being introspective and all of that. And no, the the jokes themselves are part of the process. Having a sense that, oh, we are doing this work of improving ourselves, but it's also real. Like it's not, it, we can't treat it as this entirely separate, super serious element of ourselves, independent from the stuff we just chuckle at. 
I just want to bring that up because to me, that's one of my favorite, most powerful parts of this experience. And also one that, to be frank, we've heard some some questions from listeners about, like, why why do you have this placed in the mix in addition to all these serious readings? Like, it's because, um, for me at least, and maybe others disagree, the humor is part of, of the all of the deep introspective work that we're doing. Yes, I absolutely agree with you. And I, not only can you feel weighted down by it, but a little... If you look back at the traditional framing of it, it's whether you are written into the book of life or you're written into the book of death. So that it doesn't get much bigger than that. And so if we pull back from that, we say, what do we as modern Jews think about that? We don't think that there's somebody up there writing us into book of life or book of death, but how does our life course, how does the journey that we're on, how's that impacted by our behavior and our intention? And one of the things that I think about of what makes a lul a lul, you could do it anytime you want it, but what makes it a lul is that you set an intention and you say, this is the month. I'm going to do a deep dive into where was I? Where am I now? Where am I going? And, uh, you know, we have secular New Year's resolutions. People do equivalent of New Year's resolutions for Rosh Hashanah. I'm going to be nicer to my kids. I'm not going to be so grumpy. And those are all great things for us to do during a lull because it, it can feel heavy. That's why humor is such a great way in so that we don't get overwhelmed by it. Yeah, I mean, there is this real danger around being overwhelmed with the grandeur of the high holidays and even of the prep for them and this all of these big questions, whether we believe in a literal book that we're being written into or not, it's still a, a big a big thing to look inward and really take stock of how we've been doing. So don't, I mean, take it on, try not to be overwhelmed. Um, but also we hope that you won't get too underwhelmed. We hope that um, in addition to when you're overwhelmed using our resources, that you'll create some of your own and let us know what they are. Because honestly, we don't think that we're any better at this than so many of you out there. We think that your creativity could add so much. So please let us know if you are creating new LO resources of your own or just strategies or activities or whatever. Um, we would love to hear about them. And just as a reminder, it's it's not too late to sign up. We've had a form on our website, judaismunbound.com, where you can sign up to get a daily email for Elul. It's, you can still sign up and you will still get that daily email with all sorts of great Elul content, whether it's humorous or many of the other days, it will be more serious. Um, and we'll also, you know, blur the line between the two. And one other piece that we haven't highlighted so much yet is really important, which is that we're also offering some spiritual direction, some spiritual guidance with Wendy um, as one of the pieces that she's bringing to us. And so, Wendy, I'd love to hear from you, um, and more importantly, for our listeners to hear from you about what your vision is for how folks could take you up on a little bit of spiritual direction this time of year. So, spiritual direction and spiritual guidance is something that most Jews don't know about, but it's a spiritual companioning practice where, you know, somebody's with you and you get to talk to them about what's going on, your experience in your life. You get to process what's going on internally. That's another term for spirituality. If that scares people or they don't know what it means, it's just what, what are you feeling? How, how are you experiencing this? How are you experiencing a little, what's coming up for you? What's hard? What's challenging? And for people that use the language of God, um, you can look at, you know, what's your relationship like to that being entity, whatever. Um, but I'm here and there are a couple of other spiritual directors, Jewish spiritual directors who are available. If you just want to talk about your little experiences with somebody, we're 
offering you some time to chat either on the internet or the phone with someone to support you. I'll just give a really strong shout out to spiritual direction as a practice. Um, I have myself as part of my rabbinical program, I have a spiritual director who I meet with every single month. And I was like really skeptical of it at first. I promise I'm not making, like I was really dubious of the whole idea of it and sort of like not looking forward to it. And um, it's been a really important part of my own growth the last few years on a monthly basis, just checking in with my spiritual director. And it's also been just a good moment to check in with me. So I, I really encourage people to reach out through our LOL at JudaismUnbound.com email address if you want to be in touch with Wendy or one of our other spiritual directors this month and to just look into the idea of it more generally in the future. And with that call to be in touch with Wendy and our other spiritual directors on that front, we also want to, of course, encourage you to be in touch with us. There are a variety of ways for you to do that, um, primarily for engaging with Elul, the way to do that is through our website, judaismunbound.com. If you go there and click Elul Unbound, you're going to access all of our different categories of stuff that we um, are going to be sending out the rest of the month. We hope that you'll take us up on that and sign up specifically for our daily email, which you can do via form on our website also. And also just be in touch with us via Facebook message. Judaism Unbound is our page. And just stay tuned for our upcoming bonus podcast. We're really excited to have one of these each week of the month. And also as a reminder to have our weekly gatherings, which are happening on Fridays throughout this month. And that's open to everybody. It'll be a Zoom meeting that you can come to and where we just sort of decompress how Elul is going and and what Elul is looking like in our lives. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for giving this wacky new outside the box form of Elul a try and with that this has been Judaism Unbound <laughs>